Are these champions still relevant in the contest? This is the MCO CME podcast, and I'm your host, Zach Rossi. I just got done loading out our show here in Minneapolis. It was actually really fun. It was really good. The crowd was amped, and it was nice to do it in the U.S. Bank Stadium, which was indoors. Uh, however, it was raining outside, so we had to walk home in the rain. But, you know, it's all right. It's, you know, no harm, no foul there. But uh, before I went into work this afternoon, I kind of wrote up a little bit of a idea that I had here, and I was thinking about certain champions in the game and if they are still relevant or not. And what I did was I kind of went back about five years to uh, 2017. That was kind of like when the game really started kind of, you know, gaining some good traction. And there was a lot of really cool champions that were introduced in the game and all sorts of stuff like that. So I kind of just went through each of the classes and I took one champion per class from 2017 to 2020, who at the time were probably a hot ticket champion. But the question is, do they still bring the heat? And are they still relevant? And I kind of did this based on a scoring of like 1 to 10. 1 being not relevant at all, 10 being totally relevant. So let's get this started. Uh, First up is the skill class. And I have here Blade. Is he still relevant? Sort of. Here's why. Now, before I say anything, I should have kind of said this at the top. I'm just going to interrupt it right now. Um, This list may irk some people. It may cause some controversy, maybe stirring the pot. But that's okay because you know why? Everybody's opinions are different, and I think we need to kind of get along a little bit better, and it is okay to have a difference of opinions, and you know what? It makes the world go around a little bit. So back to my point here. So I said Blade. Is he still relevant? Sort of. He has become a six-star champion recently, and that excited a lot of summoners. However, I feel like at the time when Blade came out, he was very much just everybody wanted him. He was a desirable champion. Um, his ability, which, you know, when you awaken him, it can save you a lot of potions. However, I feel like his ceiling is very low and he really shines when you bring in Stark Spider-Man and Ghost Rider for that synergy of his in which his, um, he's pretty much, he's able to really shut down a lot of villain champions. And then if you add in like Dormammu or, um, Mephesto, it expands to all mystic champions. And... To me, I feel like Blade is really good for progressing players, but for some of the Act 6, Act 7 stuff, there are just way better options, especially in the skill class. Um, And I just think that if you do get your hands on a Blade, it's really cool to have, but I feel like there are other options out there, especially in terms of champions that can heal themselves and that do a really good job of shutting down ability accuracy. So his relevancy to me, I would say he's he's a 5. You know, it can go either way depending on who you are as a player. Uh, some people really love Blade. They were kind of grinding their asses off trying to get him in arenas. Um, and that's cool. But, uh, I mean, I have him as a uh, rank four five-star champion. He's got a, he's a pretty high signature ability. But uh, I, I'll take him out once in a while. But there's other champions, like I said, I'd rather use instead. Uh, next up is the mutant class. And I have here Namor. Now, when Namor came on the scene, he was kind of like the Tickle Me Elmo of Mutant Champions. Everybody wanted him, and everybody was doing whatever they could. They were grinding their asses off in arenas. They were spending copious amounts of money to get him. And even when he was nerfed and when the rank down tickets were issued, uh, Namor was still, quote-unquote, the king. However, as it happens within the game, some new mutants came along. 
like Apocalypse, Professor X, Kitty, and Strife. And they just offered way more utility and way more fun than the King of Atlantis could. Plus, in my opinion, and this is you know probably the opinion of others, Namor is really only viable when his Awakened ability is unlocked and at max signature. Which it might be a chore for some players because they may not have the resources to do both of those things. Now, he has a very good counter for certain nodes. Like in the Gauntlet, there are a couple fights where if you bring him along, he's a very good option. But I feel like there are other mutant champions available and other champions within the scope of the game that have better ability, accuracy, manipulation, and shutdown tactics. Also, and I kind of saw this on Twitter the other day. I forget who said it, but um, they pulled a Namor and they kind of saw him as a kind of a bench warmer type champion. So... If that's kind of the way he's going, it's not really looking good for the King of Atlantis. But like I said, he does still have a little bit of value for some players, but you really got to awaken him and you really got to pump a lot of signature stones into him, and that could be a problem for a lot of players. So relevancy, I kind of broke this down into like a little bit of a two-parter. He's a three if he's unawakened. But if he's awakened, I would say six because depending on what you have for the mutant class and you know who you're kind of getting after – you may have a Namor, and he'll be able to get you through a lot of stuff. But once you start getting some of the other champions, like I said, that do a better job with ability, accuracy, shutdown, and such, Namor might be taking a backseat. Plus, you know, um, he may not be for everybody. But we'll see, you know? Which is my opinion. See what's going on with this thing. And it is also, you know, one twenty-five in the morning where I am, so I am doing a late-night, early-morning episode, which is cool. Uh, next up, in the tech class... Stark Spider-Man. Now, this champion is near and dear to my heart. He has helped me through a lot of content. But as always on this show, I like to shoot things straight. He is a very fun champion to play with. And when I got him as a six-star champion, I couldn't really believe it. I was like, holy shit, I got myself a six-star Stark Spider-Man. Um, you know, what he brings to the table, he brings a lot of really cool stuff. He can uh, inflict taunt. He can reduce ability accuracy via special three. He can stun. He can do shock damage uh, via special two. He can power drain on his heavy, and he's really good at evading specials. However, in the grand scheme of the tech class, he lacks a lot of the utility that other champions bring to the table. Now, I have him as a, like I said, as a rank three, six-star unawakened champion, but I also have him as a five-star rank 5 sig 200 champion and i find myself using the five star version of him a lot more starkey really is a he's a fun champion to still play with every now and then but if you're looking for a better tech champion to kind of help you smash content i mean you can't really pass up on nimrod ultron prime warlock ghost penny um gilly 2099 and guardian so it's kind of funny with stark spider-man because yes he is a lot of fun and you know, he's, like I said, he's very near and dear to me, but I didn't really use him a whole heck of a lot in a lot of Act 6 and a lot of Act 7. I was kind of using those other tech champions that I named. So his relevancy, I have to give him a 5. Only because, like I said, he will get you to a certain point in the game. He will be very good for you. He'll be a lot of fun. He'll help you kind of evade some of those tricky specials. But there will come a point where you're going to be saying to yourself, I could use a better tech champion that can do a lot more damage that could probably have some good immunities that can heal themselves and is really going to take on a lot of the bosses that are coming and a lot of those tricky nodes. Next up, the science class, Red Guardian. Now, 
I'm about to really hit this champion right between the eyes. And for you Red Guardian fans out there, you're not going to like what I have to say. But I recently pulled Dad Bod as a six-star champion, and I was not happy about it. Why? Well, I really just do not give a shit about this champion. Uh, I never really kind of cared for him. I saw a lot of people that used him, and they were excited about him. But I just don't really find him relevant. I don't really find him useful anymore. I mean, he's a great counter for that pesky Axe 6 Mortal boss fight. He's a really good counter for champions that have Unstoppable, where he can inflict slow. He doesn't gain any buffs, which can help on the spite node if you're, you know, in Act Variant 1 or something like that. But the thing is, his signature ability, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a little annoying to me because you have to do it in increments of 40. And that was something that Katie Candy said in her breakdown of this champion. But, um... The science champions that have come along, uh, I would rather invest in more useful and fun science champions. Like, for example, one champion that I'm on the fence about really awakening here and actually pumping some six stones into is Void. I just feel like Void has a lot more to offer. He can inflict those really cool um, debuffs on the opponent. You have Spider-Man 2099, uh, Spider-Ham. He's one of my favorite science champions to play. You have Mr. Negative, the Overseer. I mean, there's just way more champions to use now out of the science class and especially like you know some of the champions that have gotten a little bit of some tweaks here and there um like mr fantastic he just brings a lot more to the table than red guardian does i just red guardian to me i really use him a lot with the abomination synergy but that's just to kind of benefit abomination and i really just you know i have a hard time with him i really do to me he's just kind of like he's good fodder for arena grinding so uh relevancy Unawakened, two. Awakened, three. Yeah, I know I'm really kind of shitting on this guy, but like I said, Red Guardian, I don't know. He's a tough sell for me. I just like the other options that are in the science class. That's all. Uh, next up in the cosmic class, Medusa. Now, does this red-haired, blade-wielding inhuman still hold up after a few years? And the answer is absolutely yes, she sure does. Now, she doesn't really generate as many buffs as the other Cosmic Champions, or she maybe doesn't really hit as hard as the other Champions in the Cosmic class, but you cannot deny the fact that she can put on a lot of really good armor breaks, and her Awakened ability is just as fun as it is pesky, generating those Fury buffs, and she can auto-block. So if you find yourself kind of getting caught in a combo, and if you have more than three uh, Fury buffs, she will auto-block, stun the opponent, you're back in the fight. She can shut down power gain from Robot Champions, she can flick bleed when armor breaks are on and um if you put the inhuman uh, royal family synergy together which would include karnak and black bolt it makes her that much more fun to play with and she gets a lot more stronger uh when i pulled a six star medusa i was pretty excited about that and then i somehow was able to awaken her i forget when i did that but um once i did i immediately took her up to uh rank two she's just been sitting pretty there but um like i said Medusa is still fun. I still have a blast playing with her, and especially like on Cavalier uh, monthly EQ stuff, she's really fun. So my relevancy for her, an eight. I still think she holds a lot of value in the contest, and if you can get your hands on her and if you can awaken her, she is pretty much ready to go once that awaken ability is unlocked. And then finally, for the Mystic class, Symbiote? Symb symbiote? Symbiotic? Symbolism? Symbolism? <laughs> uh, for those of you who haven't seen Boondock Saints, uh, 
what is the symbology there? Go watch it. You know what I'm talking about. So let me try that again. Symbiote Supreme. Look no further than this Mystic Champion, in my opinion, okay? Because I know that there are a lot of really fun Mystic options out there. But Symbiote Supreme, ah, he's just too fun. And he can be very powerful against the right champions. And he's a really great counter for a lot of stuff. Like, for example, this past month's Eternity of Pain. He's a nullifying machine. He can steal power. He can break armor. Bleed the defender, gain protection, and weaken the opponent. And the best part about him is that you don't even need to awaken him. He's good to go as soon as he comes out of the crystal. And he's a champion that I feel like a lot of people want on their roster. And if you have him sitting at a lower five-star rank, or if you're able to take him up to rank two as a six-star champion, do it, pull the trigger on him. Because I feel like no matter... Which champions come into the Mystic class, whichever ones get a buff, he is still always going to have his little spot in that class. And he's always going to be a champion that if you are going up against somebody with a lot of buffs, uh, especially at the top of the fight, he will nullify them. He'll put on some damage so you can kind of get a little bit of a head start. But he's just a really, really fun champion to play with. And relevancy for me, he's a nine. I think he's incredibly relevant still. Um... You know, I was trying to awaken him via my Nexus. I didn't, but it doesn't even matter. I still took him up to rank two. I have him as a rank star, um, uh, rank five, five star as well. Uh, He's just great. Just a great champion. And having two is better than one. But that concludes my list. Let me know what you think. Because everybody's got varying opinions on these. And uh, I would like to hear um, what some summoners have on their roster and and which champions they find are still relevant or not. But I'm going to get some uh, sleep here and then fly to Philadelphia tomorrow and continue this tour. So, take care of yourselves, take care of your people, take care of your mind, your body, call your friends. This is the MCOCME Podcast. It's 1.32 in the morning, and I'm out of here.